Victory 91.5. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. Special study your spouse Thursday today with David and Leanna. Ray Haynes is in, our general manager. He was in yesterday as we uh, Boy, what a great time. celebrated Million Meals. It was so cool. Last night there was an email from Tim Watkins from the evening show, and he said that there was a homeless woman who gave money for Million Meals. And wow. she was driving and heard this and just felt compelled to give. Mm-hmm. And that's the second person without a home mm-hmm. who gave money yesterday to feed other people. It's usually when you have the greatest need, you're much more open to helping those with need, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ray is in teaching on Pentecost this morning. We just had the intro. It's all going to be posted at the Reisenstein Facebook page and the Victory Facebook page. Mm-hmm. All of the segments for today, just as we always do with Ray's teaching. And the notes will be posted at the end of the program. That's right. No cheating, no reading ahead. Yes. Here we go. So we've had the countdown of tacos. This is the <laughs> countdown to a wedding. That's what they're counting down to. Pentecost 2,000 years ago was a reenactment, if you will, of Sinai, Mount Sinai, 3,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's why the disciples were told to wait before beginning their ministry. Very specific timing. All the Jews had to travel every year to Jerusalem for Passover and then return to Pentecost because God had a plan. Mm-hmm. He was going to do something mind-blowing for them. And so all those years and the culmination of it all happened after the resurrection. Jesus stays on the earth 40 days and then wha-bam. So Passover was fulfilled in the death of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. First fruits, that festival, fulfilled in his resurrection. The Feast of Weeks was the day when God would send his Holy Spirit. And he did, of course, 2,000 years ago. So it's a countdown or preparation for something. It's the only countdown you have. In fact, the Feast of Weeks, of all the seven festivals, it's the only one you don't have a date for. Mm-hmm. Every, every other one is the 10th day, it's the 14th day, it's the first day, it's this day. But there, there is no such thing on this one. Um, the same Pentecost weeks, this wedding day, was when the Holy Spirit came to dwell within man as a deposit or wedding ring, if you will, of what is to come. It's just this first moment of saying, I betroth myself to you. That pass- Passover happens there, and then you have this time of culmination up on this mountain. So that's part of the reason why in a Jewish wedding, it's, it's, it's kind of a sweet thing, but you don't know when things are going to happen. And so that's why it's a countdown. You don't have an official day for it. I'll break that down in a minute. Surprise. (laughs) Don't hold that back. And the spring feasts were saved, baptized, overcome, endure, meet Christ in the air, and marry on Mount Zion. It's a pretty cold journey. So keep in mind the Passover season 50 days ago started this journey. It was our betrothal or engagement to God. So that's what you've been doing. You've been having Mm -hmm. your long extended taco wedding supper (laughs) and Jesus rises from the grave, stays for 40 days on the earth and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds see him and he leaves promising what? I'll be back. Mm -hmm. I will return and I'll come and get you and take you to where I'm preparing a place for you. That is a classic wedding statement. That's actually verbally exactly what you say. So in a Jewish wedding before the... Now, this is an ancient Jewish wedding. Mm -hmm. They've adopted a lot of Gentile traditions now, but back in the day. Uh, 
before the wedding, the groom leaves for an unspecified amount of time. It's not known when he'll return, and he goes to prepare a place for his bride to live. So Jesus ascends into heaven from Mount Zion and promises to return for the disciples. In Revelation, the book of Revelation, we learn that he will in fact return to Mount Zion to get his bride. Hmm. So we, we get all these pieces broken down, so it's a little cheating for us because we actually know. But each year since the time of Moses, this Feast of Weeks was when Israel would stand before God on their wedding day and now go back to Mount Sinai for a second. So think of this massive mountain in front of you. At a Jewish wedding, you get married under a hoopah, a canopy. Uh, that's Mount Sinai. So they're standing there. They've got the hoopah above them. Uh, the ketubah, the marriage contract. It's the, the Torah, obviously, for them, which is, is going to be delivered for them that day. Stipulations of the covenant, which they're going to have a homeland, a temple, how they serve and, and maintain the covenant. So that's what happened at Mount Sinai. So you, you fast forward that. So Passover is when God officially promises to marry us. I mean, he lays down his life for us. We choose that. You have to make that choice. And Pentecost then is the marriage. So you get 50 days there. to you, So there's a time. God just doesn't slap you and say, you will be saved. He, he, he lures you in. He draws you in. He says, take a real good taste and see if I am not good. Mm -hmm. So... The seven weeks in between Passover to Pentecost is, is like the seven days that a bride-to-be counts in preparation for her wedding. She purifies and readies herself. So this is that, that part of saying, I'm repenting. I'm letting go of my sins. You come just like you are, but you come in repentance. Mm -hmm. You lay it all down. So that weeks really just means an unspecified amount of, specified amount of time that you're going to be on this road to accomplish this mm -hmm. goal. So now take yourself back in Egypt. Try to put your mind there for a second. You've been a slave 400 years. The plagues have come and gone. You've had Passover. You've just crossed the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even imagine that. You travel through the desert. God meets your needs, and you arrive at Mount Sinai. They don't really realize it yet, but it's their wedding day. They're slaves. Mm -hmm. They can't imagine being married to God. I mean, I get that. Essentially, though, because of that, they refuse God's offer. Mm -hmm. They said, you know... You're a real big, scary God. How about we send Moses? <laughs> you know, we don't really like him anyways. You kill him, we're still good. We'll send him to you. And Moses and God both agree because they, the deep, deep love there. And they, and they promise, listen, if you take Moses, you right. talk to him, we'll obey anything, he says. Moses goes up to the mountain to receive God's commands, and while they wait, they create a golden calf to worship. So in perfect obedience, they're down there worshiping an idol. They couldn't even grasp how much they were longing for a relationship mm -hmm. that only God could provide. So think about this, because when you talk about a marriage to God, it's his story. We're part of it, but it's his story. In Jeremiah 31, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. Mm. So he's already says, you know, I'm not giving up on this marriage. I just got a better, I got a better way of making this marriage work for mm -hmm. you. So you're at Mount Sinai and the Ten Commandments becomes the vows of this marriage contract. Now, obviously it's an epic fail because they, they refuse and we'll show you later, we'll compare the Ten Commandments with Revelation 21 with our new vows. 
but keep in mind this. When you think of the Ten Commandments, you're probably in that classic TV mode or even which in, in Exodus first, and you're thinking of Moses on the mountain reading and or talking with God and God writing with his finger. That comes afterwards. That's not the initial presentation of the Ten Commandments. All right? So the before that happens... At Mount Sinai, all the people, all the Jews that have come out of Egypt gather at the foot of Mount Sinai. God declares out loud, so they hear this, they hear the voice of God with their ear, the Ten Commandments. All right? So here's what it says in Deuteronomy 4. Then you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire to the midst of heaven with darkness, clouded thick darkness. And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. Mm -hmm. So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform the Ten Commandments. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me, this is Moses, at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might observe them in the land in which you cross over to possess. So after this encounter with God here in um, uh, Deuteronomy 4, the elders that have been chosen of each tribe, they actually have a wedding feast with God on the mountain. Now, the, all of this is before the tablets of stone. So Exodus 24 tells you this story. And Moses went up, also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel. Wow. That, that'll, that'll, that'll preach right there. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. Mm. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. So they saw God and they ate and drank. They saw God and they ate and drank. So this is their wedding dinner. He's, mm. he's got them as far as he could get them mm -hmm. without their uh, um, actually getting married. Yep. So... My goodness. That is why today is a special Study Your Spouse Thursday as Ray is unpacking Pentecost and teaching on the Feast of Shavuot and talking about our marriage vows with God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Herbert Automotive and Handy Lube Express.